There we go. Hello, I'm talking. Hello. There we go. It's recording. Nice to meet you. How's your day going? Yeah, it's all right so far. Going pretty well, actually. Just been playing games. Life's good. Got a cup of tea. Yeah. So thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's really good to be doing this again. Um, this episode's going to be about gaming, as you know. Uh, I've been trying to find someone so I can talk about gaming a little bit. It's not going to necessarily be like too in depth um, for a while, but um, yeah, thank you for doing this. Um, especially as we've never met, <laughs> despite going to the same university. Um, Did we? Yeah. Oh, hi. <laughs> so jumping straight into it. Uh, what's your earliest memory of gaming? Oh, playing on the Game Boy. Um, I've got two, actually. One is playing Kirby on the Game Boy in the back mm -hmm. of the car whilst we were traveling through France and having to, at that time, we didn't have the the backlights of the right. game. So no. as we were driving, it was dark and I had to keep waiting to go past a, um, a uh, road lamp, roadside mm. lamp. To just light up. So every time we were about to go past, and I was sat in the back, just getting ready. And as soon as we went past, I was like, go, 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 go. And then stop, <laughs> wait, go, 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 go. And the yeah. other one is my um, big cousin, Lucinda, showing me the um, how to make the level in Super Mario World easier um, at my granddad's house. But yeah, my Game wow. Boy is like my first real gaming memory. You, ha you actually gave me a strange memory in there, which only happened the other day. Um, so my eldest, he's... We, he got given a Wii last Christmas. I know they're out there, you know, they're old and everything, but he's seven. It's, it's, he's more than happy with it. We don't need to spend loads of money on him. Um, that sounds really bad, but it's like you can have so many games for so cheap rather than, oh, you, you can, can have one game a year because it's like 60 quid or whatever. So it's it's a lot better in some ways. Yeah. Um, what was he playing? He was playing um, Pokemon Poke Park. And he was getting through and he, he got to one stage where he was struggling. It was like the, the final bit where he's, he's having to chase after Mew. And um, mm -hmm. there's about three goes at it. And he's like, oh, no, daddy, I can't do it. Can you can you try it? And I was like, I'll give you one try. Of course, the first time I couldn't do it. It's like, I'll give you one more go. Because <laughs> I was like, the competition, the competitive part of me was like, no, 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 I need to have a go at this. I gave it three goes. I couldn't do it. I mean, I got close. But um yeah. I went, oh, you have a go now. And it was another about, I don't know, four or five goes. And then all of a sudden, I looked up and he was just charging towards him. You was coming towards him and he smacked into him and he just did this like really excited expression. I did it. I did it. And this <laughs> sense of accomplishment on him. I was, I was strangely proud for the fact it was, it was, it was a video game, but it's more, it's more than that for, for kids and a lot of people, isn't it? It's, it's more than just um, an excitement. It's a, it's a, um, it's, there's a way of sort of, there's some games that are problem solving, some that are um, tactical or whatever, there's more thinking. Some are just yeah. running around and messing around, but um, no, you were saying, you were saying about the completing of the game and everything. It just reminded me of that image of him getting so excited. I'm glad I didn't do it because that effectively would have taken it away from me. He would still have been excited but he would have gone around yeah my, my dad yeah. completed this game rather than i completed it so it's yeah which was really nice yeah um anyway sorry side note um yeah so th the early memories um i say our household was um uh, it was it was more mega drive because we didn't we didn't actually have a tv growing up so we um we managed to get hold of this old black and white thing from i don't know who's um i 
we wanted to bust the area on it so that you couldn't pick anything up. We didn't have anyone, you know, come along saying you haven't got a TV license. But of course, the old ones you have to plug it into the area or to be able to actually play it. But um, yeah. yeah, before that, it was a little blue uh, racer game, like three three lanes. You have to like dodge in and out cars that sped up. Uh, you don't pick up any power ups or anything. It's literally just really <laughs> basic dodging, speeding up. I used to love that. I used to play on that for hours. I used to absolutely love it. I was earlier this year actually um during the first lockdown i found it and i thought well if i you know if i can like buy one for like five pound or something i'll you know I'll get it and have a little bit of nostalgia trip and um found it was like 20 30 pound it was like no no i can't i can't like warrant paying that sort of money uh or something i might only might only play for only 10 minutes and then get a little bit bored of because my phone's a bit better now um but yeah, it's just sort of um, strange to think. Yeah, I thought it was just all Mega Drive, my memories. But um, yeah, so did you did you have many or any consoles growing up? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, everything, was it? <laughs> me and my brother shared the SNES. Um, I remember playing on that a few times. Duck Hunt. Mm. Oh, Duck Hunt on the SNES. That was just brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. Um, we got a PlayStation. We shared a PlayStation 1. The pl- consoles mm. always were in my brother's room to right. start with. I think it was very much the case. My parents were like, oh, he'll play the consoles. Sharon won't be mm. interested because she's, you know, she's a girl, that sort of thing. Of course, um, yeah. But I would always play with my brother on the consoles and I remember having to always have to beg him to be like, please let me in your room, please don't play on the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, he had a Mega Drive as well at one point and I'm pretty sure mm. we were playing Sonic on the Mega Drive. But I yeah. always, always remember we would never play horror games without each other. So when the first Resident Evil came out and same with the first Silent Hill, we mm. refused to play it without both of us in the room at the same time it was like we had to be there because yeah. all of a sudden everything could just come to life and come out of the tv and attack us <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i've never been into any horror type stuff or anything it's too scary yeah. you suddenly reminded me actually in there there's a, a game i wanted to call poltergeist but i don't think it was it was a mega drive game you'd be in a house and poltergeist it was haunted and you played the character of the poltergeist um, but you have to like go into pictures and stuff and like scare people and stuff and get them to leave oh. this house screaming and something like that. It's very difficult. That's the closest I got to anything scary. It was all like Sonic and the Streets of Rage and Cannon Fodder <laughs> and all that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. I'll be honest, I've never heard of that game, but the way you're describing it, I want to find it and I want to play it because um, there's a game at the moment called Phasmophobia. It's kind of like the breakout indie hit of the, um, the past couple of months. Right. And it's a game where, do you remember Most Haunted? Um, I heard of, but I, I never played or anything. Well, basically, anything. you can go in um, up to four players and you go around all these different houses and these different areas and you're trying to find these ghosts and you've got right. different tools and it feels like an episode of Most Haunted and it is so much fun. because It's mainly because the co-op um, element. A lot of games these days, they don't have much co-op functionality to it. So the fact that you no. can go ghost hunting for a very hostile ghost and do it with friends is just fantastic. But yeah, it just reminded me of that. But the idea of being the ghost and trying to scare them, oh my God, I want a game like that. That would just be fantastic. Yeah, well, after describing it, knowing my luck, it won't it won't be anything anywhere near as good as, as I've described and you seem to be liking the sound of. I'm going to have to ask my brother again later about that one. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where all our Mega Drive stuff went, to be honest. It just seemed to sort of disappear. Um don't know whether he had it or 
or where it went. But um, there was one game that uh, I used to absolutely love playing was Mega Bomberman. Mega Bomberman. Yes, I've played Mega Bomberman. Yeah, I remember Mega Bomberman. <laughs> I wasn't very good at it, but I liked playing it. That was one that was quite good to play in. One reason to get a console, to have another go at that one properly. So not being able to find it anywhere else. But anyway, they're all childhood memories, aren't they? So Yeah. Of course, N64, most famous one, Goldeneye. That was one to to play, running around and getting each other. We didn't have the N64 in my house. We we um, missed out on oh, that. We didn't. We just deserved friends. Yeah. I mean, I have played it on a friend's house, but yeah, N64 completely missed out on it. Same with the Dreamcast. Mm. Never never um no. really went that way with nintendo which is strange because i love nintendo but wow yeah they've got mario brothers they've got um we've got luigi's mansion three later <laughs> so what was your reason i don't know what you did in college what was your reason for doing film at university if you remember yeah it was it was actually my english teacher so when i was in um my college i went to a boarding school and we basically went from um it was it was a school that went from first form all the way to sixth form and when i was doing my gcse's towards the end of my gcse's my english teacher was talking to me and saying i think you'd quite enjoy film studies because he was just starting up the film studies program and he was talking to me about it and yeah. i was already into uh, music and drama and so i thought oh yeah i'll give this a try and after doing film studies through the whole of my a levels I really enjoyed it and I love the aspect of storytelling. And that's yeah. really why I went into it was because I, I love storytelling and I wanted to, you know, maybe find an avenue to to do that as a career in the future. Mm-hmm. That and I wanted to go to university because everyone else wanted to go to university and I just had to have the university experience. Yeah, well, yeah. How did that pay off? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm exactly the same boat. I'm, well, not exactly the same. I, I, I went. I went purely because I didn't know what to do. I went to college because I didn't know what to do after school. I went. Ah, let's go to university as well. I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do at all. Um, obviously, you, 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 we've made friendships and there's relationships that have gone along the way, which are, you could say are positive things. But on the other hand, it was probably a waste of time even going to university. Yeah, in terms definitely. of the money and time i mean i love my experiences from university and i wouldn't change them because they've helped to shape me into who i am and, yeah you know uh, the things i do but looking back realistically i mean i know my school pushed university because they you know they they've got these quotas to make to meet to be like yes look we have this many percent go on to university yeah. but university isn't the right way for me um, I'm not great at academics. I'm dyslexic. Um, I also have undiagnosed ADHD. Um, right. And academia is not for me. I cannot survive in that world very well. Mm. Um, so university was the wrong choice. Ideally, for film, I should have just gone and somehow lived in London and started as a runner um, in the BBC or down in Cardiff. Um, yeah. with either the BBC or go up to Manchester to like Salford and work for ITV or Granada, you know, places like mm-hmm. that because it would have been far better. But I mean, I still I still love my time at university. And I do, thankfully, I do use what I learned there now because I do editing when I get around to it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do learn, use what I learned from university to edit YouTube videos that um, I 
I've been making and that does help me you know get sorry my words are being really bad right now it's okay um and that knowledge kind of gives me an advantage when I'm making those YouTube videos compared to someone who's never done video editing before I can just step right in and be like oh I, I understand the basics of this and I know a little bit more about the advanced systems of doing stuff so yeah, works yeah, in my yeah. favor yeah but it's quite an expensive way to find out how to do it <laughs> Um, yeah. In um, in university, you chose sound as your option. I did sound and cinematography. Oh, and cinematography. Oh, that was an yes. option then, was it? Yeah, we we for second year you could um, specialize in two topics, and right. yeah, I chose sound and cinematography, the ones that I chose. See, I don't remember us being able to have two. I was going to say it was sort of like directing or sound or editing or cinematography. They never had a producer's one. They could have done with that. Yeah, there never was. Yeah, that's very true. I don't ever remember there being a producer kind of thing. No. Who Do you remember who your sound teacher was at the time? Alan Crayford, I want to say. Right. It may not, the surname may not be correct, but the first name was Alan and he was a wonderful teacher. Yeah. He really was brilliant, taught really well. Everything he did was very easy to understand and I remember the first lesson we had with him um we there was maybe six of us for sound and he took us outside with some sound recording equipment and we just stood outside he was like right I want you to listen through the headphones through the microphones and I want you to listen to the background music and I want you all to tell me one thing you hear in the background he went round and um to start with we you know we're like oh we hear birds and we hear this we hear that and he's like okay now I want you to listen a little bit quieter listen beyond and it's like oh I can hear the cars on the road in the distance or yeah. you know I can hear some chattering coming from afar from a building that sort of thing and I it was really interesting from that first lesson to be like, there's so much more than just the the sound you think you're hearing. There's so much more going on. Mm -hmm. And I've always believed that sound makes up for more than half of any any TV or film production. Yeah. You know, without sound, you're missing half the picture. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was watching a film the other day and where I'm living um, because of the living conditions, uh, I put in my AirPods just to, not a plug, I uh, just put in my AirPods to watch anything I'm watching. And um, and you can you can hear that they were doing ADR on a whole scene. It was a short scene, but you could see the whole thing. I was like, yeah, it took me out of it. It completely did. Even though, and this is a big budget film. Um, and of course, they've got to do it sometimes, but it could be because the sound on set was was no good. It yeah. could be, it could be anything. Um, but yeah. So obviously, yeah, sound is, is extremely important. It, it can take you out um, as as real as it is, um, like in the moment. Um, you don't really think about it. Like you say, you, you were taking, you were basically saying, you were taking it for, for granted. You just say, oh, there's this, there's this very basic thing. But when you actually completely listen, it's actually a lot, lot more to it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's uh, something, especially in, in, I can only speak for that university because I obviously haven't been to others. That was maybe underappreciated. Um, I think that was possibly the last year. Or maybe last year, but one. I think we, we had Alan for a little bit for one of the semesters. Hmm. And then he ended up moving down to Bournemouth. And I only know that detail because we wanted to borrow equipment off him. And I went down. So that's where I'm from originally. 
and helped him move a sofa in. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, you can borrow the, the equipment, but help me move this sofa into my new flat. And then, <laughs> that sounds you know, like Alan. That really does sound like Alan's like, yeah, sure, I can help you. Just do this for me too. <laughs> it was a nice It was a nice thing. Was, he was a lovely guy, really was. But yeah. strangely enough, he had a tiny TV. I'm like, why? Why, why such a tiny TV? Um because it's all about sound. Yeah, when you, yeah, I imagine he has like amazing sound equipment to listen to things on there. Yeah, probably. He's probably uh, he probably goes into vinyl a lot. Yeah. I didn't actually intend on speaking about this guy for so long. If if, if you happen to watch it, hope you enjoy him. Um, I just looked into the wrong camera. <laughs> well, he 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 was my he by far he was my favorite lecturer there. He really really was lasting impact for sure. What little time I did spend with him, yeah, he, he was. He was a lovely guy. It was it was sad to see him go. So, oh, and you did cinematography as well, you said? I did, yes. So was that an option that it was, you either do the both, or did you select, I want to do the both? Like, you know what it I mean? Was, was it, was it a know, package deal? or We had options. So we had to do for, I can't remember how it was. It was like, it was like. A while ago. Half, I think it was like half the year was one thing, half the year was the other thing. Right, um, right. Or it might have been like one semester each, and then the third semester might have been some sort of thing, something to do with like the end of year video, uh, end of year, whatever. Project, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did sound um, first, then cinematography. And right. for us, it was just a case of, you know, put your name down for what you wanted to do. Hmm. And for me, during the first year, I enjoyed sound recording so much. And I remember being asked by a couple of my friends to come help them on their, um, on some of their first year products, uh, pro- products, <laughs> on their first year projects um, to be the boom operator and record the sound. And I absolutely loved it. So as soon as that option came up, I was like, straight away, yeah, sound is my number yeah. one choice. Cinematography yeah. is my number two choice. And luckily I got both. So yeah, proud of that. Yeah, so we had a previous guest on. He went with sound, the same university. And the reason for it was um, he was told not many people go for that option. So if you want to try and get more work on different projects, go for sound. So, of course, then more projects were going, oh, you're doing, yeah. And he was a lovely guy. So it was like, it's easy to have him on set as well. Do you come along and do this? Do you come along? So he got more and more experience and managed to, but that was the reason for getting into it, which I think is a very sensible or logical yeah. thing, a logical way of going about it, maybe. Definitely. So anyway, like I said at the start, this is about gaming. So let's go back to gaming. Um, so my little weird way of linking it is games in film. Yes. And as as research, I watched a couple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did you watch? Tell me. Well, see, yeah, I rewatched Hitman with Timothy yeah. Oliphant. Yeah. Mm. Well. I personally quite, I personally quite like. But then last night I watched the the newer version, Hitman Agent Forty Seven, with Rupert Friend. I haven't seen that. Well, it he looks a bit like um, a fuller in the face version of Orlando Bloom. Okay. So that sort of threw me a few times because I kept going, "What's? Oh yeah, no, okay." Um, and right at the start, there's another character that looks like a fuller face of Tom Hanks. I'm like, "What is this? Just a film full of doubles? Um, all the people that are like stunt doubles? Let's make a film." Yeah, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I don't know. I think they're two different things. I saw something online about saying that the Agent 47 was better. And I was like, they're, they're different. They, You can see what they did with the with the first one. Um, like there's a piece where he's jumped into a river with just his shirt and his trousers, no socks or shoes. And he's walking along. I don't know if you remember this, but he walks along outside a suit shop, walks in. It does a quick dip to black and back up on a wider shot where he's coming out fully dressed with a coat. Basically, his... his yeah and you're like 
you instantly know that's something taken from the video game, whether you've played it or not. You can go, okay, I absolutely. That, that reason. That kind of shot is such a classic um, video game um, cinematic thing of, you know, they're, 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 they're all scraggly. They're not what they should be. And they walk into a shop, it flades down. The next thing you see them walking out in their full glory. That is such a typical mm-hmm. video game cinemat- um, cinematic. Yeah. I mean, let's ignore the fact that the coat that he just bought, he pulls out of the pocket the picture of the girl he's meant to be hunting. Let's ignore that detail. Let's that ignore that. Yeah, that's, but that would happen in the fine. game as well. That would happen in the game as well. It would. It um, would, totally. I did try watching Assassin's Creed, the two versions. I didn't really play the game, so I mean, maybe that might be why mm. I wasn't too into them. But they were I, not my sort of thing. I nearly put on Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> But, um, and a little while back, not even knowing that I was going to do this, um, courses the Tomb Raider films. Yeah. They're known for, for being, you know, from PlayStation to this, which are quite good films. If you, you know, just want to sort of forget about the world for a bit. Yeah, if you just want to zone out and you just want to see, um, I've forgotten the name of the actor, but you want to see Rimmer as a butler, then you just go for it. Yeah. Oh, Chris Barry? I think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I always forget that he's in it. Every time I put that on, he comes on screen. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot you did some Hollywood stuff. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Did you watch that one? I I absolutely adored that. I'm so glad that they listened to the fans because there was mm-hmm. immense outrage online when they first released the image of Sonic. And he was horrendous. It was, right. I mean you can't get rid of it like once you've seen it you cannot unsee it sort of thing and i'm glad they went back and that they changed it all i'm not glad that they didn't pay their staff correctly or they didn't really pay for the overtime that the um right the company that were doing the um who were remaking sonic like yeah there was some something really dodgy going on there so at the same time i was like yes i want to go support the studio and say thank you for listening and making sonic actually sonic and let me Mm -hmm. support you and thank you but then at the same time i was thinking but i don't want to support them because they've not being correctly paying the staff who've been slaving to make Sonic correct. So it was a bit of a yeah. dilemma. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I I wasn't aware of that detail until you just said about it. But there would have been someone at some point, a producer or maybe even the director, that would have gone, yep, sign off. I'm happy with that. Yeah. It should be on them. You know, they're the ones that should not necessarily have to give some money back or anything. But if any extra money was being handed out, they're the ones that shouldn't yeah. You know, get it. The, the workers, the animators, those people that had, some of them probably didn't agree with it as they were doing it. They'd probably go, it's a job, got to do it. Yeah. This is what we've been told to do. They've got mouths to feed and everything. So, um, yeah, no, they definitely shouldn't have suffered. Uh, but it always seems to be the little people. Absolutely. It always is. Always. I did. I did. I did enjoy the film. I was so, so with Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey. I really do. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, I guess everyone was looking for Ace Ventura to hunt down Sonic. But <laughs> I was like, oh, mini? Oh, come on. Oh, oh, I don't know. Okay. But I watched it a second time and I, I sort of managed to sort of get rid of that bit. And I was like, yeah. actually, no, I do it. It's, it's him. I like him. Um, yeah, you can sort of start forgiving it. Uh, but no, I thought it was very good. I thought it was, it was very in- intriguing. And the fact it set it up for a possible sequel. I really hope there is a sequel. I, I so want a sequel because as soon as Tails appeared, I was like, "Oh my god, Tails!" Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was definitely, um, it was definitely a good moment, and they, um, 
in some ways, I think they'd be stupid not to. Yeah. Um, because the way things are going now, everyone's uh, everyone's after sequels, it seems. Um, we'll leave Fast and Furious alone. Just sidestep that. Yeah. Um, and the other one, I mean, there's bound to be others. I'm, but one that jumps out to me, and one of my friends absolutely hates this because he's not keen on Adam Sandler, but Pixels. I, I love that film. I do as well. And I know that it was based on a concept someone had done on YouTube. So they, you know, it's the idea. I don't know if you've seen the original video, but it's, I don't know how long it is, but it's, it's a lot of the stuff that comes from, from the, the sky as if it's uh, aliens or whatever it might be. Um, they did that as just a, a CGI project they did and it looked really good. They're actually credited on the film as well. Oh, that's so, really good that they're credited. Exactly. So it's not, you know, they've, they've probably got some money for it. So it's not like they've just gone, hey, I like that. Hey, we're a big studio. We'll just do whatever we want. Yeah. But yeah, no, the concept behind it was absolutely good. I thought it was, um, what's the word? Executed really well. Um, don't think that's a pun. No. Um, <laughs> it just felt like it might have been. It felt like a pun moment. <laughs> yeah. So you really enjoyed that. So you, as a gamer, see, we can use it as, as that sort of thing. You you weren't uh, upset or no, um... put out by it. I really enjoyed it personally. I thought it was a really nice way to bring back some of the old games um, and kind of reintroduce them to a new audience. Because mm. I guarantee you, after that film, those old arcade games would have had a flair of people wanting to play them, people wanting to find them down, being able to be downloadable on consoles or being mm. able to find the old arcade games themselves. So. For me, I thought it was great. I thought it was done really well. Um, mm. I'm, I love Adam Sandler films, so it was a win-win all around. Yeah, yeah. See, is that this is something I hadn't thought about? Is that something you really ever did when you were younger? Go into arcades and play games in there? Because I was um, never allowed. No, I mean, I think I may have played a couple of times. Me and my brother on motorway stops, we'd go play the House of Horrors kind of games mm, or right. the, um, oh, I cannot remember, Time Crisis yeah. games, like the shooter games, yeah. Um, but we didn't, no, we didn't really go to, we didn't really have arcade, um, video game arcades near us. That wasn't something that right, we went right. to, which I recently... Um, like why I say recently, it's actually, it wasn't recently. Oh God, that makes me feel a little sad now. Um, my fiance lives in America. So right. the last time I was there, he took me with his friends to the local arcade bar. And right. yes, it's a bar filled to the brim with arcade games and pinball machines. It was heaven. I went a little bit crazy because it was like, oh my God, arcade, let's go crazy. Yeah. And that was, oh, that's beautiful. I, I just want to live there. Because it's just fabulous. It's got everything I could ever want. <laughs> Including him. He was there, presumably. So at least he's... Yeah, okay. Well, y but, yes, he was there. And I guess I, he would be a, a bonus note. to that point. But, you know. <laughs> I was trying to save he's... you, but... <laughs> no, no, it's fine. He won't mind. He won't mind. He knows. He oh, gets sorry. it. He, he knows that I will just come up to him and be like, more coins, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, going on from there. So you, you now do... Um, you now do Twitch streaming. I do. Uh, I say you now do. I, I I like to back that up. From what little research I've I've been able to do on you, it suggests that you've done this or similar for quite a while. Is that correct? But just with other teams or something? Um, I actually started Twitch a couple of years ago. Right. And I'd started up, I actually started up Halloween week 2018, I want to say. 
Um, and I was doing it for a little while, you know, I was doing all right. I, I mean, I say doing all right. I had, I'd made affiliate, which means, you know, I managed to be able to average out three viewers a stream, which, you know what, it's good. Right. But then I had a rough Christmas and my mental health went into a massive downward spiral and right. it took me, I just didn't go back to Twitch. I, I left it because all of a sudden my brain was telling me that I couldn't do this and that I I was, I, I didn't know how to, or I was too scared or I'd never be accepted. So then right. I ended up leaving it for ages. Um, and then back uh, towards the end of the f our first lockdown here in Spain, um, I say our first lockdown, like we're in lockdown again, we're not. We only had one <laughs> lockdown. Uh, right. I, I started making um, YouTube videos and I really enjoyed that. And then I started watching people doing Twitch streams again. And then that kind of got me into the bug of it. But the, I couldn't, I knew at the time I couldn't start again because of my job. Uh, my right. job is too erratic. You know, I don't have regular schedules, so I couldn't have the consistency that is required to, you know, successfully grow on Twitch. And then I got furloughed. And so I was like, you know what? Bugger it. That's, you know what? Why not? Let's just get back to it. So September this year, I started back and it has just been fantastic. And I'm mm -hmm. so glad that I came back to doing this. And I do do it with friends as well. Not on my yeah. channel always, but right. um, on one of my friends' channels we'll sometimes play um, is as a group, which is hilariously fun. So on your own one, though, you're doing uh, three times a week. Is that correct? Yes, I am. Yeah. Monday, Wednesday and Friday mornings. Yeah. And it's a good few hours each time as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I popped in the other day and you're playing on Luigi's Mansion, Haunted Mansion 3. Is it Haunted Mansion? Yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3. Because it looked spooky, I assumed it was Haunted Mansion. Um, so Luigi's Mansion 3, um, which looked pretty good. Like, I'm, I'm still getting staggered. It's probably because my eldest is playing on Wii games. I go from that to then seeing that and I'm like... Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the level of graphics and everything. But um, that's, a, that's a, a weird sidestep, actually. Do you think... Right. I don't remember if we ever discussed this in university as like part of a, a main thing. Or maybe... I, I lived with... I live with gaming students, so this might be why I'd heard about it. Uncanny Valley? I don't think I am familiar, no. Right, this is where I'm going to I'm going to butcher this now. It's something along the lines of um like realism within game or CGI mm. or whatever or even robots in real life. It's the making them realistic, but then you get to such a level they're too realistic that it freaks us out. Yes, I have heard about this, it's yeah. that that's the basic concept of it anyway. So it's sort of trying to find that balance where you're still sort of, okay, no, I'm all right. I'm comfortable with this. Do you think, uh, not not going to hold you to this, it's not legally binding or anything, um, but do you think there's a possibility that certain games, obviously not Luigi's Haunted, Ma uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, I mean, that's not going to get too realistic because <laughs> it's already cartoony in some ways. But do you think that um, certain games have, possibly because they're, they're, all they're trying to do is just try and increase the graphics get it better yeah. better quality you've got gta and all that lot you know they're sort of like as real as we can um so in fact some others that uh, go even further um for realism uh but do you think it's going to get to a point like in your personal opinion like that it that it's going to get too much and they're going to have to just step it back no okay 
Short answer. Done. Next one. No. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> um, no. I was going to say, we've already got like Minecraft where people went, let's just whiz this back a bit. But I don't know. So no. I personally don't think so because I don't think they're ever going to... I don't think they're ever going to push it to the point where it's too realistic because, I mean, okay. they did have this case um, a couple of years ago with FIFA where they had, uh, it was like Ronaldo or Messi or whatever, they had them in the game and people got un- freaked out or they didn't like the character because it was too realistic or something. So right. I think the games industry has had pushbacks here and there enough to know that too much realism isn't good for a game. Right, so. Right. I personally don't think they would go beyond that point. I mean, I could get proven wrong. Like next year, a game could come out and be like the most realistic game, and everyone's like, "What the hell?" So who knows? Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they would because to to make your audience freak out and to alienate them in that kind of sense, it it wouldn't do good for you. It would do bad for sales, and then you know you don't want to be known as the game that was too realistic to play. Yeah, which is a strange. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't even know what that word is. Strange concept, maybe? Yeah. Strange. Yeah, thank you very much. A strange concept, yeah. Um, English definitely helped. And another one um, that you were playing this, I want to say Monday, Unravel 2. Yes, just started that. As a game I've never, ever seen before. Now, this is one thing I think is very good about just delving into different Twitch channels and just having a look to see what's going, what's live and what's happening. But that's a game I'd never seen before, and it intrigued me. So the basic concept of that game is? It is um, it is a puzzle platformer, and right. you are playing. So you can either play it by yourself, or you can play it as two people, as the option. Um, right. And you play it as these Yarnies, and you have to use the Yarnies to find your way across the um, area that you're in. So for example, your Yarny may need to go from a lower platform to an upper platform. And in the process, you'll have to position one to be able to pull the other one up. Yeah. Or swing or... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I need to... I, okay. This is bad. I actually haven't read into the game itself. Like I haven't read into the idea, the concepts behind the game. Normally I do because I like to be knowledgeable about what I play, but I completely forgot. You've not even played the first one. <laughs> I haven't played the first one either. It's See, fine. that's Don't the worry. no, no. You haven't played the first bit. That's that's one bit I picked up on your stream. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit where I was watching. But apparently, you know, that game is about um, Alzheimer's or dementia, and you're finding, you're helping to find the lost memories to bring those memories back. Um, okay. That's like part of the um, design, the concept behind it. Which, mm-hmm. okay, don't quote me on that because I'm not 100 percent certain. And I like games that do things like that. And it's a very chill, relaxing game. It's something you can just sit down, play for a little bit, put down, mm-hmm. and then come back to another day. Yeah. Did you ever play World of Goo? World of Goo. Yeah. I did not. I, I've not heard of this. That might be one to look into. Okay. That's um, that's quite a relaxing game. It's a it's a, it's a, a puzzle type thing. Yeah, it's effectively all of these. I don't know if you want to call them goo balls, but um, I, I forget who it was. But it's it's two game designers that were quite established that sort of got together. Let's just chuck this thing together for a bit of fun, and it did really well. Um, it's got a lovely story behind it and a nice um, well, story running along with it. Um, with messages signed 
that like a sign that you you turn around and you read whatever it says it's little tips or whatever and the sign the sign painter and all these little like little details music's absolutely incredible on it as well um but that's something we used to play quite a bit they're relatively similar this if you ever do try it you'll you know what i mean by relatively similar they've got a, to me they've got a similar feeling um and they are problem solving and puzzle solving and like trying to save as many of these these um little goo balls which are which are living things making it sound weird um <laughs> no no it makes perfect sense this is i don't know Goobles <laughs> are living things in a gaming world absolutely um no but it, it, it is it is um it's a beautiful little game actually um say so the only other one i think that i remember in recent years has been like um no it's not <laughs> explosion man was what was coming to my mind again don't know if you've ever played that one i've not no i can't say i have wow i should have spoken to you about some things before we start this <laughs> 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 but uh that's another one for people to check out that one's a like, nice little bit of fun but um yeah no world of goo definitely like um i don't know i've been i'd be interested to see what you think of it to be honest mm. so we have like a, a top five thing which i didn't pre-warn you about um but i do at the end of every single one um so for this one, I, I wanted to go with top five video games because it's the most obvious and easy sort of one, and I've not done it before. <laughs> um, I've got a top five as well, but um, yeah, this could be from any time. It could be childhood through to now. This could be you know any sort of thing. So, do you have a top five favorite games? I mean, of course, they could change around depending yeah. on your mood and what have you. That's what th this is why top fives are difficult. But um, like you're you're feeling at the moment. Give me a minute to have a little think. Cause yeah, I, of course. I, I never, I never like think about oh, what my favorite. I mean, I know games that I would jump to straight away, but like this, this, this. I'm pretty sure I've done mm -hmm. it before. I'm pretty right. sure I've done it on Twitch before, uh, not mm -hmm. Twitch on um, Twitter. Um, right, no particular order. But it's just these are the games that come to mind. Although the last one might be my top favorite game. Mm -hmm. um, Crocs: Legend of the Gobbos. That's a PlayStation One game that I absolutely I've got about Crocs. Yes, I loved it. That I was bought, so good. I saved up my um, my pocket money and I bought myself the uh, strategy guidebook to complete it. And mm -hmm. I would spend hours just replaying it again and again and again. Even though I'd played it and completed it many times, it was like, nope, going to go do this again. Yeah, yeah. Um, the game I'm currently playing, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, it's got beautiful graphics, beautiful storyline. It's just... It's just such a joy to play. It's beautiful music. Oh, it's fabulous. It really is. And it makes me very happy when I play that game. Mm -hmm. um, is that the name of the one you were playing this morning? Yeah, that was the one I was playing this morning. Yeah. yeah. It was It was a very visually um, beautiful thing. I, I Does it often have the selection with conversation where you can choose two or three different options? Yes, Or is it that does. just... Right, okay. That I know some games will have it once in a while, but it happens a lot in that one. Yes, so the the right. conversation option happens a lot in it. Um, there are some right. elements where you're just getting the conversation to find out more about the story or find out more about people and what their intentions are. And then during the course of the game, you do have options to either choose a, a direction, in, you know, like 
commenting on something from the heart, something from the brain, or something that's more like a fighting or the brawn kind of um, way. And I don't really know what happens at the end. Like if going in a certain direction will change the outcome or something. I actually haven't right. finished ever finished the game before. Right, okay. Um, but at the moment I'm going with just fully intelligent brain answers because that's the way I want to do it. That's the way I want to play it this time. So that's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, come on. Oh, um, I think it's Super Mario Land. It's either Super Mario Land or Super Mario, Mario Land 2. I can't remember which on the Game mm. Boy. That's another game that I would spend hours and lose myself to as a kid. I loved it so, so much. And even when I go home, I know my dad has my Game Boy still. So I think when I go home next, I'll probably be like, yo, dad, where's my Game Boy? And then put some batteries in it and just play it because nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's really hard. Cause, like, I'm trying to remember. These games. I'm going to change one of mine because you reminded me of it. Um, so I've got like Sonic the Hedgehog, just because yeah. it's a classic. It's one of my earliest like memories of a game, and um, it wasn't like easy, easy. It was a bit challenging when you got past Green Hill Zone. It started getting challenging. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm one of these that I don't really I don't really play on a, on anything, but if I do, it will tend to be like GTA, just because yeah. that's what I enjoy. So um, GTA Five, but I would say like the GTA Five, uh, the GTA Collection. I never got on with like the early Bird's Eye View One and Two and London. I, I I struggled. It made no sense to me. You hold down a button to walk, and then you do your directions. Like what? That makes no sense. When you just use the arrows to say where yeah. you're going. Um, but then as soon as they went to the third one and that was, you know, a 3D world, it's like, oh, this is... At the time, it was incredible. But you look back at the graphics now, you're like, they're not great. Just um, the same with Resident Evil. You know, we look right. back, you know, we all remember it being horrifying. But if you go back and play it, it's like mm. pixelated monsters. And you sit there and you think to yourself, how did this used to absolutely destroy me Scary. and I would cower in the dark and then all of a sudden you'd get to the bit where the dogs jump through from the windows and you're like nope yep yeah, no it's still terrifying it's still terrifying <laughs> yeah <laughs> see that's one I'd never played I like if a cover looks scary I don't I, I I won't play it um I just don't like dark scary stuff um yeah on in the same vein as GTA I've got Red Dead on here Red Dead Redemption mm. um because a lot of people wanted to be a cowboy and they give you the opportunity um and again that's another one that they they're quite not necessarily with humans looking realistic but there's a lot of they put a lot of detail and quality in water and and textures and all this sort of stuff um and i i just think if you can just take that away from it it's it's a <laughs> this sounded really weird before i even said it i was gonna say it's like a nice piece of art but but it's not. That's not weird, though. I mean, video there, there is an artistic quality to to video games. Oh, of course, absolutely. Yeah, I think maybe it's because when I when I said art, I was picturing like a gallery. I thought it's a bit strange to have like a video game on a wall or something. But yeah, it it is. It's 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 um, it is. It's art. It's it's say it's almost like a, a painting that's in, in in real life on that sort of thing. You go back to the other ones. Of course, you've got to design every pixel, every detail. Um, yeah. Have you actually ever tried designing a game? No, it doesn't appeal to me. No. 
I, I, I had a go on something before and it was it was way too difficult. <laughs> I thought it'd be really cool to make something for my kids to play. And then I went, this is a lot of work. <laughs> I considered it because I have a lot of friends who work in game studios. And I was like, do you right. know what? I'm just going to leave it to them. They're the ones who are passionate about it, not me. I'm not, mm-hmm. no, I'm not even going to try to force myself into something that is not going to make me happy. No. It's probably the right decision, I think. <laughs> it's more fun to play them, I think. Um, or even watch people playing them. That's something that's become quite um, quite big now, obviously, given mm-hmm. we're going on Twitch and YouTube. When you said about Croc, which I'd completely forgotten about, um, we had a, a friend down the street who had a PlayStation and we'd go down to his house and we'd watch him play. And that was our excitement. Uh, it was like Crash Bandicoot, Croc, and Spyro the Dragon was one I used to do oh, as well. Oh, Spyro. I actually have the remaster of Spyro for PlayStation. It's oh, so good. I, I, did yeah. a, I did a 12-hour stream when that first came out a couple of years ago. When I first started streaming, I was like, oh, right, wow. I'm just going to play this for 12 hours and see what happens. <laughs> it was so much fun. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I got it as well for the, for the Xbox. It's one of the three games I own. Um, <laughs> and... I, my son, I, I during lockdown, it was obviously it was difficult and everything. Um, my eldest, because he's got more into gaming, I thought, oh, do you know what? I'm going to treat him. I'm going to take my Xbox down and um, we'll we'll play on that. Um, of course, he got the three games in one. Yeah. And I let him play on the first one, but then he wanted to go further and further. I went, do you know what? I don't want him to mess up how much I've done on this game. I want to be able to complete it myself. Yeah. So I was like, you can play either the second or the third one. So uh, next thing I know, he, he's playing a Spyro on a skateboard. I'm like, huh? Um, but hey, you know, he enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, no, they they've they've done a really good job remastering that. And um, it was never it was never that it was a bad game. It was just that graphics just moved on and it got left behind yeah. with all the other games. Um, uh, do you have a fourth one? I do. Sorry, me um, talking probably hasn't helped you think up one. I do. I, I thought of my fourth and fifth. Okay. So there is a game called Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Absolutely okay. beautiful game. It's made by a company called Ninja Theory. They're based in the UK. And the game they made is based on this character called Senua. And she's a pick warrior. Um, and she is going into like the heartland of the Nord Nord gods to go rescue the soul of her lover. Um, Mm -hmm. And the whole game is based around um, psychosis and how she suffers with psychosis. And it is such a beautiful and very well done portrayal of psychosis in games. And it really, it puts you completely into what psychosis is and how it affects um, the people mm-hmm. who have it, you know, how to them, things that happen, you may not see what's happening. You may be like, there's nothing going on, but to them, their reality is completely different. And to yeah. tell them that nothing's happening, it's like, well, no, that's not true. It's just not happening to you. But to them, it is so real. Yeah. And it is just a fantastic story. And I really enjoy playing that so much. Sounds interesting. Not something that I would necessarily pick up. <laughs> I definitely watch someone playing it. <laughs> No, um, and what's your fifth one? See, it's nice because these are some things I've not heard. So, I mean, it might be good for others that they've not heard them and they, you know, do you know what? I'll give that a go. So your fifth and final? Uh, Spiritfarer. It's a very recent game. It came out 
I want to say in August this year, um, by a Canadian studio called Thunder Lotus. And this game is, oh, everything about it, story, art direction, music, um, the way the controls work, the whole, um, the, the gameplay control of it. It's, it's fantastic. It's a management exploration game and it's based around this character called Stella and her cat, Daffodil. Daffodil, by the way, is the cutest cat. And I'm allergic to cats, but I would keep Daffodil. I would hug Daffodil every day. That's how cute this cat is. And right. they are the new spirit fairers, and their job is to ferry the souls around to, you know, to help them be ready to move on, to pass through the Everdor, and, you know, to say goodbye. And this whole game has a gives a very positive view on death and about letting go. And the amount of times I cried from this game, it is unreal. All the crying that I have done. <laughs> yeah. But it is one that I highly recommend. And to me, the experience, it's not just gameplay. It's a gift because it, it's, such, it's so well done that by the end of it, you can't help but feel that you've processed something. Like for me, there were some issues that I've, that I've had around death and that I've had, you know, about letting go of things and, you know, things coming to an end. But by the end of playing that game, I felt I felt like I'd made my own personal growth because of that game. And because of it, I never tell wow. people it's just a game. It's it's more than a game. It's a gift that you're getting from this. Yeah. No, that is incredible. That's something you've... Um, obviously, you don't want it from every game. It's the same as films. You don't necessarily need it with every film. But um, it is always nice when it can help you you say develop and grow but help you to think and or think in a different yeah. way or be able to be taken into the other person's shoes which can sometimes be difficult to see it from that angle or understand things no that's good i never would have thought about that for a for a game to be able to do such a thing but it is, it is it's good of course you're more immersive in it rather than just sort of sat watching something if you're yeah. actually involved in it it's more like it is you experiencing and going through this and all that sort of thing yeah I sort of feel really bad having this as my final one now. <laughs> oh, tell um, me. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, just mega bomber man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. It's the other end of the scale. Other end of the scale. Um, Swings and roundabouts. Wow. I wish I hadn't had that one last. I really need to think this through when I do these. <laughs> it's but, fine. Uh, don't worry. So you, you briefly mentioned it earlier with your parents um, and how the consoles were in your brother's room. Um, and sort of like, oh, she won't want these because she's a girl and, you know, she does girly things, what have you. Um, I don't really see it so much with younger kids now or from what I hear about my kids' friends. Um, I like to think that it's becoming more and more accepted for girls of, of a younger age to be gamers or gaming because it still seems to be relatively, it's just the, the boys at home basically being bums and just playing on games all day. And it's like, well, no, there's a little bit more to that than just they're playing on games. Um, it also keeps some of them out of trouble for, to some degree, depends on where they're living. Yeah. But um, but they're interacting with friends that they already have or making new friends or, or problem solving. But the the main important part of this this sort of question um, is, is girls in gaming. I mean, obviously, they, there's always been girls in gaming, but it, it has predominantly like most things in the world been uh dominated by the male yeah. um which is gradually changing from what i can see is that is that something you would say is accurate is it just becoming more accepted that just 
you're a gamer? <laughs> it's hard. I don't like calling calling myself a gamer. Um, okay, sorry. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. I just, there is a little bit, to be honest, I think I still think I have that stereotype in the head. I'm like, I'm a girl, so I'm not really a gamer. Right. So okay. I don't call myself a gamer because of that. You know, even though I do play games and I do enjoy them and I have several consoles um, and everything, I don't call myself a gamer because mm. I don't feel like I've, um, I'm have i pro at it as such or that I'm as hardcore as other people. And that, that happens a lot with girls is you get that attitude mm. from, not from everyone, just from a certain group of boys who are very much like, girls can't be gamers, girls can't be elite at this, girls don't have the capacity to do this. And thankfully, right. it's only a small group of individuals who will do that these days. But you get abuse online for being a girl and being a gamer. Um, especially if you are, I mean, I don't play these games myself, but if you play Call of Duty, if you play Fortnite, um, PUBG, mm-hmm. uh, PUBG, no, PUBG or whatever it's called, uh, I cannot remember. Mm-hmm. Those kind of games where you, if you are on, if you are on mic and they hear you're a girl and you're beating them, like to start with, they hear you're a girl, they'll be laughing at you saying, oh, you're going to be easy target. But then if you embarrass them by being better than them, it turns hostile mm. really quickly and girls get bullied for it. And it's such a sad thing. You know, you've got these fantastic mm. female gamers who are mm. absolutely killing it in their field in those kind of first-person shooter games, but yet they still get abuse because they're girls. Yeah. But if it was a guy who had beaten them fair and square, majority of the time they'd yeah. be like, cool, that person's just better than me. Yeah. But thankfully it's a small, small amount of group a small group of people not not every single guy out there because i know so many lovely people who are guys and who game very supportive i mean i thankfully i've had a lot of positive um experiences as a female gamer but you i have had it many a times where i've gone i used to play world of warcraft and you'd go on that mm-hmm. and you'd talk online and then all of a sudden i'm like oh, you're a girl and i'd be there going you are guys well done we've worked out what our genders sound like even though we may not be the genders we think we are (laughs) but yeah so i am yeah i am a gamer but i find it hard to still say out loud i am a gamer so there's still so there's still this um you've done it a few times so there's still this um this sort of thing attached to it that is you know boy uh, the stereotype yeah yeah it's just um it's changing yeah. a lot. And even within the gaming industry, they are trying to do more now to recruit more females into roles within the gaming industry, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. But it's one of those things like it takes time. Um, we're going in the right direction. Yeah. We just have to keep working at it and not resting on laurels being like, oh, look, it's happening. There's changes happening. We can rest a bit now. It's like, no, no, you've got to keep pushing it. You've got to keep saying what is and isn't acceptable. Yeah, of course. Like with anything. Yeah. Would you ever consider going pro and competing on a big stage in front of 20,000 people and making millions? And that's something, by the way, that's very bizarre to me now. Esports, <laughs> That you yeah. have these these big events. It's, it's good. And of course, because there's so much money in the business anyway from selling the games and mer- um, merchandise as well as consoles and everything. It's good that some of these people that love doing it can actually earn money off it because it's entertaining for a lot of people yeah um it's still so bizarre so bizarre yeah i don't think i don't think anyone would have predicted that 
Oh God, no! No one could have predicted how how much those esports would take off. No one could have predicted that. Um, personally, right. I I would do it, but I don't play right. games that you could go to tournaments for. Um, because again, first person shooters not my kind of games. I just I don't don't they, me and them right. we just don't mix very well. So I know my lanes. I stick to my lanes. Right. So being on Twitch, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on Twitch if you go to www.twitch.tv slash Shikanta. Uh, you can find me on YouTube uh, at www.youtube.com slash C slash Shikanta. I know all my links. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a little bit sad. I'm also on Twitter at, at the Shikanta and I'm also on Instagram at the Shikanta as well. So yeah, everyone have a little look. You're going to put your, your stuff in the description as well um, just to be able to have a little look um tune in but you also have uh recordings don't you on twitch where it's like previous um posts and then you do little clips as well don't you yeah we've got um all my vods from previous streams are on there um and i highlight um some of my vods as well so like i take some of like the funny bits that i when i remember i don't always remember um i'll do like highlights and stuff and then sometimes not very often maybe people in my chat here in my community they may take clips not very often though like i haven't got very many of those but yes i've got really cool right, highlights right. no it's definitely worth having a little look and also you like to have a bit of fun with it um, oh, yeah. with face paints or costumes of sorts yes um, <laughs> i love face paints i i love it which it's such threw a me a bit thing. when i first tuned in i was like what was it you were you had a beard <laughs> i can't remember what it was now was it a pi- it wasn't a pirate, was it? I don't remember. Uh, I was beard. a pirate. I did do a pirate one day. Yep. Oh, there we go. I did. That I had my pirate costume on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nice little element to add. You know, it's something that's a little bit novel. Um, not everyone does it. So the fact that I can do it and people come in and people do comment sometimes about it saying, oh, that looks really cool. And I'm like, oh, thank you. It's, it's nice. Hmm. And it gives me a little bit more of an artistic outlet. Because, you know, Twitch streaming is more than just about playing a game or whatever you're streaming or doing your craft or whatever it is you're streaming. It's about your personality. It's about providing another form of broadcast entertainment. So that's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Right, so I've already, like, chucked on extra stuff. So thank you very much for for doing this. Um, Like I said before, people go and check your stuff out have a look on twitch have a look on youtube uh twitter and wherever else it's in all the in the description below. below absolutely <laughs> i don't i don't do enough of this sort of promotion um i never say like and subscribe but this is the first one um <laughs> there's something about it, it just seems a little bit sort of like needy it's like you know love me but you, ine- inevitably that's sort of what we kind of need to be able to get further with these things isn't it I like can do that more, for you right more now. More people to be doing live. <laughs> if, you, if, you if, you've enjo- <laughs> if you've enjoyed this video, don't forget to give it a like. Give Andrew a subscribe. Tell him that he needs to keep making these videos. And if you can, give it a little share. Every little helps, guys. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, <laughs> and I've just realised you're going out on my one-year anniversary. So oh, thank you. happy anniversary! Thank you very much. I technically missed one month, so does that count? <laughs> Do you know what? If you say um, it's your anniversary, it's your anniversary. It's been a year. There you go. It's been go. a year. It's fine. Um, first of December was the first one. So, so yeah. Thank you very much for doing this. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I hope it hasn't been too painful. No, thank um, you. It has been wonderful. I've really enjoyed this. I'm I'm glad that 
that you 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 feel polite enough to lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'm glad I'm glad you had a nice time. I've had a nice time. Yeah, thank you very much, and I will be in touch soon-ish. And have a nice rest of your day. Thank you very much. You too. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs>